Welcome back, everyone. This is the Spirits and Poetry Podcast and Frequency. I'm your host, Jorge Quintana. And this episode is going to be a little different than the rest because I don't know if you've heard of the Akashic Records, but essentially it is a database, a spiritual database. Think of it this way. There are beings that from the start of life, the inception of life, right, at the very beginning, their job is to record absolutely everything that happens, which means these are beings that record everything every living entity does, feels, thinks, struggles with, etc. So these are called the Lords of the Akashic Records. So the Akasha is like ether. It is all around us. It is part of life. And this is a realm where it's like Google. And every soul, every spirit can go to this Akashic Records Google, right? And you can find out about absolutely everything uh, about your soul, about your soul's history, past life incarnations, you know, where your struggles come from. It's, and it's, it's a beautiful, 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 like, realm. And so I've been learning how to read my own records. So this episode is going to be me recording as I channel these records, right? So before I begin, thank you very much for tuning in. Just the fact that you're listening to this frequency, this episode means a lot to me. So thank you for taking some time out of your day for this. And and I, I pray that, that you're able to absorb some knowledge or even just some healing energies from this frequency and that you have a beautiful day today. And also, if you're listening, I, it would mean a lot to me if you, if you rate the podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much uh, for that in advance. But yes, the Akashic Records, channeling, channeling that. And let, let me just talk about what I've learned so far from this. Well, it's, it's a very subtle frequency, right, staying in it, but through this, I've been able to talk to past life incarnations of myself, right? I've been able to find causes of problems. Essentially, what happens is you shift your perspective from, like, who you are right now. Just think of, like, the way you see the world is filtered through this psyche, right? Who you are in this moment, like Jorge, what Jorge thinks, what Jorge does and so on and so forth. But when you're in the Akasha, you shift to a universal consciousness, right? So you're not, you're, so you're not, you're, I'm looking at Jorge not as, oh, Jorge thinks of Jorge, but rather I'm looking at it from this entity, my, my, what people call higher selves, looking at my current life incarnation. So it's like you shift your perspective. For example, Let's say you struggle with back issues in this life, right? Let's say that that's a problem you have. And you're like, well, I don't know where this, come from. this comes from, right? I take care of myself. I don't know why I carry all this tension in my back. And so you open your Akashic Records and in talking with your master's teacher's loved ones, which is how you get the information. Um, so you have the Lords of the Akashic Records that determine what information you get. And you have masters, teachers, loved ones, which are, which are entities that then relay that information. So you open it up, you talk to them, you're like, hey, I struggle with this back pain. I don't know where it comes from. You know, what's causing this issue? They'll be able to give you information 
that may not just pertain to what's going on in your current life. Like maybe you've never considered that that's where you hold all your emotions and you're not communicating your emotions. Therefore, it's all collecting in your lower back, which is causing you pain, right? Maybe you've never considered that before. Or maybe this is due to a cause in a past life. Maybe in a past life, you were very, uh, you took on a lot of weight. You were someone that carried a lot of responsibility. And when you died in that past life, you were never, you were never able to like release all that, which could include karmic contracts with other people, which can include, you know, um, like basically sometimes when we make vows in a life, we make, we make vows in a life. Like for example, um, in this lifetime, let's say I, I'm, I'm really trying to become a success and I say, I will not rest until I become a billionaire. Right. And I make that vow with myself. Now, the reason people say words are power, the reason people say words are spells is just the act of saying, I will not rest until I become a billionaire. Right. And then me spending my entire life trying obtaining that goal and really living by the principle i will not rest until become a, a billionaire and if i die without becoming a billionaire then that vow that energy stays with me so in my next incarnation which could, instead of jorge i'm someone named emily right and then emily's going through her life and from an early age she's already very materialistic right she's she's very young and let's say she's like as soon as she's like 16 17 18 she already wants to start working and saving up money and she doesn't know why she has this drive to save money it's because in a past life she, keep in mind emily did not make the vow i will not rest till I, till I become a billionaire it was her past life it was the jorge right but regardless that carries on because it's an unfulfilled desire right it's a karmic vow and so your Akashic records are able to give you a perspective of this may not be a problem that started in this life. It could be another life. And that's very interesting, uh, especially when you're thinking of human reincarnation, right? Why are we here? Why do why we keep coming back? Um, there's, this, there's this video I recommend on YouTube. It's, it's a short story called The Egg by Andy Ware. So it's called The Egg, Andy Ware on YouTube. Highly recommend it. There's a really nice visual. and. The cool thing about this story is that it starts with a man who dies in a car accident. And so he, uh, it starts with, you've died in a car accident. I think that's exactly how it starts. And so it's this man coming to terms with the fact that he's dead and he's having a conversation with God, who then explains like human reincarnations. And, and essentially in that story, the God says that we must live every single human life on earth before we can fully like become enlightened. So you must live absolutely every human life, meaning that you will live as the billionaire, right? The CEO. You'll live as the janitor. You'll live as the homeless person. You'll live as a criminal. You'll live as right, like basically every single life experience, and not just that, but you'll you'll literally shift through different timelines. So basically, in this life, I can be Jorge, right? The living in Sacramento, living in El Grove. Um, the, the poet, the artist, creative, whatever, right? And then in my next life, I can be a peasant in the Middle Ages. Like, it, time does not exist in the way we think. You're like, how can I, in my next life, live in the past? Well, the past, present, future are all existing at the same time. In fact, some people say that this moment already passed, this moment already happened, and it's just a memory, and that's what deja vu is. But essentially, we reincarnate to learn. And essentially, it's all a path for self-acceptance, right? 
to recognize that you are you are divine you are a, a projection of god you therefore you are god and if i'm saying this to you and and you feel very uncomfortable by it that's okay but if i'm saying this to you and you feel that that it's absolutely true then you should know that yes you are god you are divine because you come from god you are a piece of god and so essentially we reincarnate to accept that fact accept that we are divine and there's a lot of people that can't a lot of people who really see themselves as 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 trash as as the shitty human beings and they cannot accept that that they're divine because then accepting that you're divine also accepts that is also you accepting that you can give love right freely you can give compassion freely that you can truly forgive everything that's been done to you and that you can extend that grace to other people that 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 is what essentially why we come on earth to to learn that we are beautiful and we deserve to love and be loved and one thing i learned i'm reading this book um uh by oh, i forget the author but I'm reading this book. Uh, it's a beginner book on the Akashic Records. And essentially, um, I think the last name is How, but she says that, that every path you take is a valid path towards self-acceptance. So even the path of, for example, a criminal, someone who like kills, extorts, robs people, that is still a valid path towards self-acceptance because people that go through this path have a very unique um, perspective on on themselves as as for example if someone can go through that right live through that life and then at the end of it still see themselves as beautiful despite quote unquote the monstrous acts right that they that they've done and that is a powerful message right like like when for example why why do bad things happen to good people an example that that this book gave was let's say a kid gets killed in a gang shootout right which of course is is tragic but then because of this right the the neighbors galvanize they set up a neighborhood watch everyone's more like like paying more attention to their children in the sense of hey we need we need to make sure this doesn't happen again yes a child died but now a, a neighborhood comes together neighbors are reaching out to each other so despite that this is a tragic event it still led to the improvement of the consciousness right it's the, about the collective consciousness so if you've ever wondered why do bad things happen to good people right why why it is this completely horrible act happened to a person who only gave love well sometimes it's part of our path right have you ever heard about martyrs people that sacrifice themselves i'm not saying those people are sacrifices but what i'm saying is sometimes it takes pain it takes death it takes loss for the collective conscious to realize hey it's about love right like right now if we're talking about what's going on in the united states this coronavirus epidemic how many people have begun to think consciously about the way they affect others health-wise right oh i should really cover my mouth when i sneeze or cough oh i need to make sure that if i'm not feeling well i shouldn't go out because there's people whose autoimmune defenses are not as strong as mine and i can i can affect them and i could then they can become sick and it would be so much more terminal than if i get sick that thought did not exist as much as it does now i mean the whole hashtag we're in this together uh how I feel about that personally doesn't matter, but what matters is people are starting to think about how they're affecting others. And that is why bad things happen to good people, right? 
it's all about the collective consciousness shifting, how we all come together. Like there's this movie called An Interview with God on Netflix. And, and this guy is telling God, he's like, hey, man, like I need, I need a miracle. And God says, look towards each other. And that's where I'll be. Like, like there's people who expect God to just come down as a, as a, was a duex machina, right? Like completely save the day, like some Superman shit, right? Like I'm in peril, help me. But it's each, it's honestly, we help each other. That is God. The act of charity. That's why Islam, um, a lot of it is about charity, about helping those in need, about saying, like submit to the will of Allah, which is to help one another to love one another, right? Islam is love. Um, and, that, and, that's, and that's exactly why, because it's the collective, the collective consciousness. And that's something that's hard to learn, I would say, because I feel like we're taught, we're raised to believe that crime is bad, that murder is horrible, that, we're, that, that anytime, like for example, school shootings happen, that that is absolutely terrible and there is nothing good that comes of it. The Kashik records say, think of it from a different perspective, right? Yes, life is precious, but look at the way life as a whole interacts. Humans, we, we are a very special species. In fact, there is no other species like us in the galaxy, in the universe, in the cosmos. There's not one like us. That's a lot of the reason why we think we're alone in the universe. But there is no other species like us. We are a very special like, mix of divine and, and human, like the, the two put together. And that is why we struggle with good, because we have, like, the way I was explain, explaining it to a friend is we have a capacity for good just like we have a capacity for evil, right? Like, good things make sense to us, like being generous right? Being empathetic, that makes perf perfect sense to us. But also greed and envy, all of that makes perfect sense, sense to us, right? That's why we have people that commit different crimes and, and commit murder, because both sides of the coin make sense to us, because at the end of the day, we are both sides of the coin. And that's where, for example, free will comes into play, right? How do you choose to engage in your reality? And that's why we're very unique. Because, for example, you can live your life, you know, doing good, generous acts. And then one day you find, you see someone that drops their wallet and you, for some reason, open their wallet and you see more money than you've ever seen in your life. And during this time, you have a lot of money issues. Like you're very, like, for example, you don't know if you can pay your rent, right? Maybe you have kids and you can't really afford to feed them. And then here it is money just fell into your lap but you see that it belongs to someone else in that moment taking it taking that money from someone that you just saw drop it would go against your entire moral values of being compassionate and generous however in this moment you can rationalize keeping it see and that's exactly why we're very unique because good and i guess evil even though i don't like using those terms because good and evil really doesn't exist in fact in the akasha good and evil things are not good and things are not bad they just are but we we assign good and bad labels so in this in this instance something that is bad can be seen as good yes you essentially stole a wallet but now you can pay your rent and feed your kids <laughs> see 
And that's why we're unique as a species. And that's also why a lot of it is, is, is due to the collective consciousness. How do we, as a species, as a, right, how do we shift towards progression? Which a lot of people are saying this is what's going to happen after this whole pandemic shit. People are coming together. People are starting to, to understand how we affect one another, right? We're also seeing, like, for example, look at how many businesses. I don't mean, like, mom and pop shops. I mean, like, big corporate businesses are giving things for free or at a discount. They never did that before. But the fact that they're doing it now shows that they were always able to help out people. They were just choosing not to. So what's going to happen when this pandemic is over, right? And these companies go back to charging, you know, up the ass for everything. Well, we're not going to like that because we see like we all have the capacity to help. And also, um, for example, those billionaire companies, right? Those people that like have so much money, they're hoarding so much money. It's instance pandemics like these, right? Really reveal those people who have all this power for no reason. Like, I, I'm under the belief that if you have power, it should, right? Like Spider-Man, uh, power comes with responsibility. And I, I feel like the, that's a truth that the collective unconsciousness has, where we will give authority to people that can guide us, right? Because we're all trying to find our path to, towards self-acceptance. So then when we meet someone, when we find someone that, that can help us get to that path, well, we give them the authority of, we will listen to you, right? We will take your words um, as, ca- as caution, right? We will, we, we will listen to what you have to say because what you have to say is truly helping us and guiding us towards, towards our good. And also your actions are guiding us towards the good, right? And a lot of these billionaires, a lot of this 1%, what are they really doing to, for like human progression? Nothing. In fact, they're working against that. Like, I, there's this case, and I I haven't been able to find much about it. But essentially, this this company, I forget what they're called, but they took like a lot of the elites to court. Like Bill Gates is in there. They're suing Google. They're suing Hillary Clinton, Obama. They're suing like Mark Zuckerberg, like Facebook. Right? They're they're suing everybody. And essentially, what they're suing them for is crimes against humanity genocide um they're suing him for essentially what they're accusing uh, all these plaintiffs of i think joe biden is in there too uh creepy joe biden <laughs> but what they're what they're uh suing them for is crimes against humanity regarding uh I, th- I think one of the one of the accusations is they were trying to develop software where google would be able to read your personality and what influences you the most based on like what you search and like biometric, like um, essentially where they're trying to like get all your biometrics, like thumb scans, you know, face scans, right from Apple and essentially use that to then be able to manipulate you as a person, which is terrifying. Um, they were also accused of developing AI that could essentially read your thoughts. So again, I was not able to find more on this case. But it's out there. Like all these people are, they're in court. Like it's, it, I'm pretty sure it's a legitimate case. I actually took it to one of my high school teachers who's very big on fact checking. And it's a real case, but there's just not much on there. Um, 
So essentially, this is a time to think of where are you lending your power to, right? You know, what are you relying on? And don't, don't give your autonomy, right? Don't give your respect. Don't give your time, your effort, your money to any entity or business or person who, who doesn't guide you back to yourself, right? The way you know you have a, a fake a fake shaman, and I'm using, again, the terms fake and real are subjective, but uh, a shaman who is not being genuine or a psychic who's not being genuine and someone who is, is the fact that the person who's genuine will always remind you that you have the answers and you have the power and you don't need a tool. You don't need like peyote or ayahuasca to see that you are divine or to access your power. Right? You don't need a specific drug to access the Akashic records. You just need you and your intention, your will, and you willing to do it. And it's the same with any other business. Like You don't need any Kylie's makeup to be beautiful. Right? You don't need any of that to be beautiful. If you essentially embody beauty and you believe that that is who you are, you will be beautiful and absolutely radiant. And you will not have any issues that you currently have, right? Just like you don't need to go to the gym to be powerful. You don't need to be like huge. You don't need to have a six pack to be fit. It's all about perspective. And the Akashic Records helps you shift your perspective. And your masters, teachers, loved ones are entities that want to guide you there. So I know I talked about a lot of things, but I just wanted to talk with the channeling the Akashic Records just because it's a beautiful realm. and. And I hope you were able to get something informational out of it because life is complex, but at the same time, it's very simple. And it's seeing how both of these things exist simultaneously that makes the Akashic realm very amazing. And it's also seeing how it's the same with human life. Yes, we are complex beings, but at the end of the day, we all have one path, self-acceptance. Right, we all want peace. We all want to become the best versions of ourselves. And if you're interested in reading your Akashic records, in in accessing that information yourself, I highly recommend. Oh, her name's Linda Howe. I have Linda Howe's book. Um, it's uh, how to access the Akashic records. There's also uh, there's this account called Sugar and Spice. Sugar X N D spice so it's like sugar and spice but instead of that a and and it's an x she's an akashic uh, reader she actually has videos on youtube that's where i first learned about the akashic records so honestly there's a lot of information online and the way i access it is called the pathway prayer but i'm going through this 30 day transitional grace period i'm about i'm more than halfway in and also once i'm done um, I'll be posting on Instagram. I'll basically be offering to read people's Akashic records. So if you're interested in me reading your Akashic records, I invite you to. I'm still learning the channel, right? But if you're interested to learn more about your soul's history, right? Past life incarnations, or just current problems in this present life that you would like to think of in a different perspective, I would be more than grateful. To, to do that service for you. And with that being said, remember that you do have the power, right? Be present in this very moment. A past life 
self told me. He's like, look, man, the most beautiful thing about life is knowing that you're living it, right? The most powerful form of free will is knowing that in this present moment, you are existing, you are living, and you get to choose how you enjoy it. So enjoy it.